0: Hello everyone, this is Shivanshigar and you are listening to Gita Revealed. First of all, I would like to apologize for the gap which I made in between. I am so sorry that I couldn't upload regularly. But from now on, I will try to upload each shloka regularly. So please stay tuned to my podcast and enjoy. Today we will start with the page number 278, text 6. I'll just read the shloka with all the sandhi viched. Now, if you don't know what is sandhi viched, so in Sanskrit, the words are conjoined together and uh, when we read that words, we usually crack them into its consecutive terms, okay. So I'll read it in the broken form, then I'll just join it together and tell its pronunciation then I'll tell each and every word's meaning then we'll just take a short look at the meaning and then the purport will be explained okay so let's start Hare Krishna page number 278 text 6 bandhu atma atmanah yena atma eva atmana jitah anatmanah tu Atma eva now this is the shtoke I said in each and every broken words. Okay, so this Sandhi goes like Bandhu plus Atma plus Atmanaha plus Tasya gives Bandhu ratmatma gives I'm so sorry, gives Bandhu ratma Tmanas Tasya then, Yena Atma Eva Atmana gives Yenatmaivatmana Jitaha. Then, the next word Anatmanaha plus Tu gives Anatmanastu. Then, Shatrutve. Then, Varteta plus Atma plus Eva gives Vartetatmaiva. And then, Shatruvat. Now, the meaning of each and every word Bandhu means friend, atma, the mind, atmanaha, of the living entity, tasya, of him, yena, by whom, eva, certainly, jitaha, conquered, anatmanaha, of the one who has failed to control the mind, tu, but, shatrutve, because of amenity, varteta, remains, atma, eva, the very mind, Shatruvat as an enemy now the meaning of this shloka goes like For him who has conquered the mind the mind is the best of friends But for the one who has failed to do so his mind will remain the greatest enemy So in this shloka the Lord is trying to say that our mind it's the most chanchal part. Now what is chanchal? It is a Hindi word and chanchal means very exciting or very distracting which gets distracted quite easily and it is something which is our control center, which controls our whole body, the brain, the mind, right? And our heart of course. So we have always seen in this great population There are 98% of people who had some dreams, some passion when they were young, but as they grew up, all got just faded away. How did that happen? Why did that happen? But there are 2% of people that actually achieve what they wanted. They actually pursue their passion and they are much successful in their life. Now these successful people, or we may say those athletes who just give up their everything and just follow their dreams follow their passion and achieve what they want then there are scholars there are scientists there are doctors there are architects who just lose their everything they just give up their everything and just try to be useful to others but there are at the same time other people only to enjoy themselves out, they remain absorbed in themselves, they drink, they smoke or there may be even youth or some teenagers many of the teenagers right so they'll just enjoy themselves and actually it's not their fault right so we'll now find what is the actual matter with the second class of people so their mind distracts them from their path. Each and every person tries to pursue his dreams, but in the way, the obstacle is our mind. Therefore, this shloka says that the people who actually conquer their mind are the people who get success in life ahead. In this shloka, they are trying to tell that our mind is our greatest enemy if it is not conquered. if we conquer our mind, so it will become our best friend, which will help us to get through all the obstacles in our life and move forward towards Krishna Consciousness. Right? So, for him who has conquered the mind, the mind is the best of friends. But for the one who has failed to do so, his mind will remain the greatest enemy. Now, it's purpose. The purpose of practicing eightfold yoga is to control the mind in order to make it a friend in discharging the human mission. Now, here, importance of yoga is given. Now, what we, uh, whenever we hear the word yoga, what comes in our mind first is all the exercises, all the asanas that we do by sitting or by standing. But according to Gita, this is not the real yoga. The real yoga is the art of practicing to control our mind. Then it can be meditation, it can be namasmaran, it can be japa or anything which takes you closer to the god is yoga. And the person who does this is called a yogi. The real yogi, according to Gita, is the person who has conquered his mind fully and dedicated wholeheartedly himself to the Krishna. And this yogi is surely to achieve to attain moksha when he dies. So this is the real meaning of yogi according to the Gita. Now the purpose of practicing eightfold yoga is to control the mind in order to make it a friend in discharging the human mission. Now as we know, when we were born in this mortal world, we surely had a mission in our mind. There may, there may be some mission which was uh, uncompleted in our last birth on this earth or maybe some parallel universes may be existing. This universe is so big, right? We might be alien somewhere else and now we're here. <laughs> Jokes apart. So, our purpose Is to do something in this human world like I earlier also told you that this is the only way to achieve God because animals as we know don't know what God is if you ask your pet dog and ask him do you know about God do you know about Krishna what he would what he would know he just knows to just sit eat sleep and do his life processes as it is right he doesn't know about god or about krishna consciousness but we as a human have got a final a last chance to to get near to god right so this mind comes in between in that path to god so if we can acquire this mind then we're surely to attain god we're surely to achieve success in our life the purpose of practicing eightfold yoga now here they are saying that yoga is the one key which would help us conquer our mind and to discharge the human mission means to accomplish that human purpose we are here unless the mind is controlled the practice of yoga is simply a waste of time why we do yoga we just do yoga to keep our body fit healthy right But actually, this is not the case or this is not the purpose of yoga. means yoga was developed to get nearer to God and be a yogi to control our mind. But if this doesn't happen, so what is the use of doing yoga then? I'm not saying that don't do yoga, don't keep your mind your body fit. But at the same time, like we need to keep our body fit, right? If we want to live longer, we have to be away from the radiations of this mobile phone and all and we need to eat healthy keep fit so that we live longer and we are able to achieve the purpose of attaining krishna right we need to keep our body fit but if this sole purpose of doing yoga would become to keep fit then what is the use of yoga right it it uh, would get the waste of time right so yoga stay fit but also try to concentrate that how will you conquer the mind one who cannot control his mind lives always with the greatest enemy and thus his life and his mission are spoiled now this is a very important line which i would like to focus that if the mind is unconquered it will be our greatest enemy because mind is the one thing in our whole body which controls our whole self And if it is not controlled, so it will surely spoil our mission. What is our mission in life? Like when we are young, teachers and parents ask us that, what is your aim in life? And it's like, I want to be a doctor, an astronaut, an engineer. Not engineer, but something really like dancer or artist or musician, right? And these are all our dreams, right? This is our mission when we are young, when we don't know what the sole mission of this human body can be. But sometimes if the mind is not conquered, these missions are spoiled. Like, let me take an example like, you want to be a doctor. So, as I live in India, in India when you get in the 11th grade after the 10th, so in eleventh and twelfth you have to study for neat exam. It is the uh, national testing exam for MBBS and other doctorate degrees. So, if a student wants to become a doctor, he'll have to pass that neat exam. And if he has to pass that neat exam, he'll have to study hard. But if he doesn't study and he's wasting his time on, mobile phones or laptops or playing or any other distraction that he might be getting. So he'll not pass right and accordingly his mission would fail because he wouldn't be able to clear a delete exam and then his hopes would be distorted right. So he might lose confidence in himself and there, there are many cases of students who just end up their lives after they are being failed or some do even other choices, other options in life. So what I want to say here is that our mind if not conquered will be our greatest enemy and it is surely to spoil the purpose of our life and our mission. The constitutional position of the living entity is to carry out the order of the superior. As long as one's mind remains an unquired, unconquired enemy, one has to serve the dictations of lust, anger, avarice, illusion, etc. What does a mind do? <laughs> we are saying that unconquired mind, unconquired mind. But what does it mean? So, if our mind is not conquered, then it will lead to lust anger love hatred and in this generation overthinking is a really widespread disease right not a disease but it surely is quite widespread among the people Most of the time it is spread among the youth, the teenagers. They are being heartbroken, they are being depressed, they take pills, they get anxiety, they get panic attacks and this all are becoming quite common in our life. As a teenager, I also see various kinds of people, I have many friends who say that they overthink too much because of some issues in their life which they are facing just think about what leads to it can we control it so they obviously say me how can we control our overthinking means it happens naturally we don't tend to do that but it happens naturally so i always think in mind there must be some way to control it and now i get it that something is there in our mind which That element can help us cure this type of trauma right so once I asked my mother if it can be controlled recently so my mother said that you have to keep your mind busy in order to not do that right if you think about something if you're doing something that you then your mind is not able to distract yourself if you are busy but then you have to have that willpower to control it. My mother always used to say to me that you do Namasmarit, you do Japa, you say Hare Krishna, Maha Mantra and God will surely help you with that and it really helped me. So here yeah, through my story I would like to tell you that this comes naturally and this is quite common. So if we want to control our mind, we have to get close to Krishna consciousness as we know that God daily exists. Right. We know some people might not agree on this point, but yeah, it's true that God exists. All this material world and all, it is fascinating but our purpose is something different, right? So if the mind is not controlled, we would serve the dictations of lust, anger, avarice, illusion, heartbrokenness and all. When the mind is conquered, one voluntarily agrees to abide by the dictation of the personality of Godhead, who is situated within the heart of everyone as Paramatma or Paramatma. Real Yoga practice entails meeting the Paramatma within the heart and then following his dictation. For one who takes to Krishna consciousness directly, perfect surrender to the dictation of the Lord follows automatically. They are trying to give us a solution as to how to conquer our mind. So, Lord is saying that if you get closer to Krishna, you'll surely be detached from this material world. But you have to conquer yourself fully. Right? Doing meditation. Meditation is a great way to control mind, right? Doing meditation, listening to your Consciousness and not to your heart. What is your consciousness? What is your chetana? You know, you have to achieve this goal and you must see your mind to achieve that goal. Like, if you want to study seven hours daily, if you want to achieve that goal, which is one year near or six months near, or your semester exams, or whatever the, your goal might be. So, you must tell your mind and your heart that, you know what, I have to achieve this target and I'll not let you distract me. I will complete it and you see. You will see that. Right. So, when your mind tries to distract you like, hey, look, a notification has come. Your crush might have messaged message to you. Just look at it. Just look at it. And then you must say, no. I have to study I have to complete my target and you can't stop me right after I've completed my daily agenda I'll surely look at or check it out but now now this is my sole purpose and now first I will complete it then only I will check it out the notification right your purpose your priority should be your goal not some other and you must not let your mind wander you must control it you are the self not the mind right you are you <laughs> be yourself and surrender yourself to Krishna try to at least do Jap or do Hare Krishna mantra at least 108 times daily or not 108 times so accordingly as you get time Make time for Krishna. And uh, each day don't forget to just talk with him. Like we know that if no one listens to us, God is surely there to help us. Keep faith in him. And you'll surely get your answers to all your questions. And with this, I would like to end today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to me. And stay tuned. Hare Krishna.